So these are laws relevant to Rosh Chodesh. Now Rosh Chodesh is sometimes celebrated two days and sometimes it's celebrated just one day. Literally, Rosh Chodesh means the head of the month, right? That's what Rosh Chodesh means. Now, because the cycle of the moon, which is the way we work our calendar around the moon, and then we adjust it to the seasons, to the solar cycle, uh, but our month is set up by the moon. Basically, 12 cycles of the moon, each cycle is a month. The problem we have, that 12 cycles of the moon do not equal one cycle of the sun. Uh, 13 cycles of the moon also don't exist too much. And that's why, we're not going to get into now that detail, that's why, as in this year we have, and some of you have a leap year, which means you get an extra month to make up after about three years. Each year you lose about ten days that it's not uh, equal. Uh, that's why we have the leap year to make up for that those days. So again, it's going to be in the seasons, which it's for another time to discuss exactly how that works. But now we're going to talk mostly about Rosh Chodesh. The month itself, the cycle of the moon, is not 30 days. It's 29 and a half days, approximately. We're just talking about, there's also some missing over there too, but we're going to talk, it's approximately 29 and a half days. If Rosh Chodesh would be, um, if we would make Rosh Chodesh every 30th day, if we have every month had only 30 days, that would take us out of the cycle of the, of the moon, because since it's only 29 and a half days, and you're going to still be having another half a day of, of, of the, uh, another 12 hours uh, going, and then the next month you're going to have another 12 hours, so that's going to be a full day, so you're going to be out of sync with the moon, you're not going to be having corresponding. So the way to get around this, the way they set up the calendar, and it also worked when they used to... Uh, determine the month by the sighting of the moon, which was actually a visible thing of the moon, so you can actually go by the moon. But the way we have set up the calendar, and again, we can't go through the entire setting of the calendar, I'm just trying to bring this in for Rosh Chodesh. So the way it works is that you have one month, you have 29 days, and the next month you have 30 days. So basically, 29 and 30 is 59 days. 59 days, two cycles is 59 days. So, so it goes on, on in a regular general way. Again, there is ways to compensate for those extra hours, but that's beyond the scope of what we're doing now. So basically, it's 
if you have, if you take two cycles of the moon, that will take 59 days. So, therefore, we can't make Rosh Chodesh in the middle of the day. Rosh Chodesh can't stop. You can't say, okay, in the middle of the day, now is Rosh Chodesh, because there is a time which is called the Molad HaLavana. That means the Levana is born, meaning it's visible. The point where the, the Levana becomes, the, the moon becomes visible. That point is the actual point of Rosh Chodesh. But that point is not in the beginning of the night, and you can't make it. We can't make a half a day Rosh Chodesh and a half a night Rosh Chodesh. So the way to get around this, the way it was set up, is basically, is one month is 30 days, and one month is 29 days. For example, the month of Tishrei is always going to be 30 days. Which means, if you go by the Hebrew calendar, and when we do the Tehillim, you'll do every day, you'll do one day of the month, one, two, two through 30. The following month will be 29 days. Okay? So, and then the following month will be 30 days. Actually, with there is Kislev, there could be a few months have uh, not always, they change according to the needs. But with the Nisan, where we start, Nisan is always 30 days. The next month, year is always 29 days. Sivan is always 30 days. Uh, Tammuz is always 29 days. Of is always 30 days. El is always 29 days. Tishri is always 30 days. It goes on, so on. With the exception of the few, the months that sometimes can vary depending on the way they calculated the, the situation. But it, in essence, of what it turns out is, uh, let's say this year, for example, um, it's 30 days. But uh, the 30th the day didn't start the molad of the Levana, the real moon, wasn't really is not is going is going to be in middle of the thirtieth day. Just give you an example. It's going to be in middle of the thirtieth day. Like yeah. So like the molad of Tishrei of this word Tishrei is going to be in middle of Friday. Friday is Lamed, is the thirtieth day of the month. In middle of the sometimes during Friday, the new moon is going to be sighted. Sighted. So. But it's really the 30th day of the month. So one can say it's the 30th of the month, but it's the new moon. It could be sighted. Those who see, that's when the moon is visible. Begins visible. But the problem is it starts already uh, the day has already started. We can't make Rosh Chodesh in the middle of the day. So when is really the new month? The new month is really the next day. Is That's when it's the first full day of the month. So actually, the first day of the next month of Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan, we have Tishrei, then you have Cheshvan. The second month, or called Mar Cheshvan, it's only the second month from creation, we call it from Tishrei. The second month, Mar Cheshvan, the first day is the first day that is really Rosh Chodesh in the new month. Now, the problem is but the actual reality is that Rosh Chodesh is already on the 30th day of the month. So, notwithstanding 
that day number one of the month of Cheshvan is going to be on Shabbos, which is the first day of the month of Cheshvan, this year we're talking about, notwithstanding that's the first day, we also celebrate Rosh Chodesh on Friday. Friday being the 30th day of the month. The same thing is true. Every 30th day of the month is going to be a day in which is really the new moon is then there. But we can't celebrate it yet, really. It's not really the first day because it's the middle of the month. So we're going to make that day Rosh Chodesh, which means we do the special uh, prayers, we do the uh, special um, Hallel, we do the special services, we do the Musaf. In the time of the temple, they would only have one day Rosh Chodesh because they would celebrate Rosh Chodesh after the sighting of the moon, they would make that day Rosh Chodesh. But based on the calendar, Rosh Chodesh will be the next day, but by right, since it is really Rosh Chodesh, was that month, that, that, that day, we make two days Rosh Chodesh. Two days Rosh Chodesh doesn't mean there's only one day the first day of the month. The second day of Rosh Chodesh will always be the first day of the month. The first day Rosh Chodesh will be the last day of the month. It's only celebrated as Rosh Chodesh because technically it is Rosh Chodesh. If it was in the time of the temple, when they saw the moon, they would say it's Chodesh that they would become, if they saw it that night, let's say at the night that, and they would come, the Basin would not sit in court at night, but they would see during the daytime. If they would come and say, we saw the moon, that day would be Rosh Chodesh. And that would be the number one day. But in our days, we can't make it the number one day because of our schedule that we need to have 29 and 30 days. So therefore, we call it Rosh Chodesh. We're going to start the next month from uh, the next day. So Rosh, Rosh Chodesh, when Rosh Chodesh is on the 31st day of the previous month, then there's only one day. Okay? In other words, when the next month starts 31 days after the previous month... English month. Hebrew month. Only Hebrew I'm talking about. When the next month starts 31 days... One day. After the previous month, on the 31st day, then is one day Rosh Chodesh. When the new month starts on the 30th day, so then the previous month is only 29 days, and then you only have one day Rosh Chodesh. If the next month starts on the 31st day, so that means that this month has 30 days, then Rosh Chodesh is on the 30th day and on the first day. Okay, whether it's understood clearly or not, we have to go through this again. Yeah, what do you want to say? The 31st day is really the first day. The 31st day is really the first day. Right. Okay. But I think the 31st after the previous month. Right. Then we have two days Rosh Chodesh. The 30th day becomes Rosh Chodesh and the first day becomes Rosh Chodesh. Because technically the 30, 30th day is oh, Rosh Chodesh. The 29th and the 30th day is only... Only on the 30th day. Only which one is, day. Only one day, which is the first day. Because on the 29th, there's no moon, there's no moon over there. 
on the end because then we're catching up and then it starts on the on the first day. But whatever the case may be, without knowing this whole calculation, the bottom line is where our calendar is set up and the way we do it, like this month we're going to have two days Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh means the beginning of the month. Actually, the month is not going to start Aleph, Yom Aleph, Day number one of the month isn't going to start with Friday, which is going to be our first day of Rosh Chodesh. The day Aleph, the Friday, which is the first day of Rosh Chodesh, is going to be the 30th day of the previous month. But yet we call it Rosh Chodesh. We call it the head of the month. Because it is technically, the moon is, is then there. And we celebrate it as Rosh Chodesh. As far as we are concerned, our prayers and everything that goes on in Rosh Chodesh, it makes no difference between the first or the second day Rosh Chodesh. They're both considered equally. Rosh Chodesh is considered to be a semi-fast festival. We do read in the Torah on Rosh Chodesh, from the section of Rosh Chodesh. We do give four aliyahs on Rosh Chodesh, more than the weekdays. The weekday has three aliyahs. Rosh Chodesh has four aliyahs. Yom Tov has five aliyahs, Yom Kippur has six aliyahs, and Shabbos has seven aliyahs, and that is set up by the level, by importance, and also whether people have to go to work, we don't want to do more than three because people got to run to work. Rosh Chodesh is a semi-holiday, especially women celebrate Rosh Chodesh even more than men of not to do work on Rosh Chodesh. It's considered a holiday for them. This is a reward <laughs> for not participating when the Jews in the golden calf, when everybody was giving towards it and the women refused. So Rosh Chodesh is considered to be a special holiday for women. But we have, then we have Musaf and we have Yale Yovo. We have the different extra prayers that we do. We don't say no Tachanun. We don't say that special prayer. That is every Rosh Chodesh. It makes no difference between the first or the second day Rosh Chodesh. Again, we celebrate two days Rosh Chodesh every other month, basically. When the month is 30 days, then we celebrate the 30th day is Rosh Chodesh, and the first day of the next month is Rosh Chodesh. Now, Rabbi, yes. if we cite, the, let's say, at 12 noon, would we have said halal, halal still in the morning? I mean, by us, it doesn't make a difference to us. Because we go by the calendar. So we don't go by the sighting. Okay. But at the time of the sighting of the moon, they had their schedule. And they would do uh, up to mincha, they would accept it. But that was a whole different story to when they would accept their... Uh, their but by us, it doesn't matter. We know, that we have a schedule, and we go by the calendar. It has nothing really to do yeah. with, with the actual sighting of the moon. It only has to do what our calendar tells us to do. And the calendar has been set up so that it's uh, no flaws. It goes. days, it's two. Third days, two. 29. It's one. So this, this month, on the 30th day, we're on Lama Tishrei, the 30th day of Tishrei. So then you have... Uh, Rosh Chodesh. So now it's Rosh Chodesh. Now, we know that a mourner who uh, lost a, a parent uh, during the year is a mourning for an entire year. Uh, for 11 months during the mourning period, if they can, they would also lead the services. It's considered a benefit to the soul if you can lead the services. And 
you know, of course, if you can't leave the surface, you say Kaddish. So that's also best after, uh, if you can't leave the services, or, you know, so you do, you do Kaddish. Now, uh, on festivals, on Shabbos, and also on special days, those are considered like days which we don't want to express mourning, or we don't want to express uh, attention to the fact that somebody has passed away and to lead the services. So we don't lead the services during that. That's why on Shabbos and on Yontif, we don't do. Now the rule is that we don't do the services for whenever we say Musaf. Hold on one second. Now, because it's considered Musaf, a shlia, uh, a mourner would not dab. I mean, sometimes people even... Uh, not for a parent, like for a brother, a sister, or a spouse, sometimes uh, would also lead services for 30 days because the morning for a, only for parents is for a year. And also for parents, we only, even though the morning is for a year, but services and cottage are only set for 11 months, not for a full year. Um, the, um, the custom tradition is... Why is that 11 months, not a year? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, the reason is because it says that the judgment of people who are evil is for a year. And we don't want to consider our parents or anybody else being in that category. So while we want to help them with saying Kaddish, but we don't want to consider them at that level, and therefore we don't say it for um, we don't say it for a full year. So we take a break, and then we say Kaddish again on the day of the Yor site. That's the that's the reason, or one of the reasons. Um, that's another that's another that's another issue because on the Yisker, their first year they're still uh, not fully departed and. Um, and that's, um, and, you know, it's not really at the Yiskar for that time. Okay, in any event, um, we also, Mincha and Mariv, which doesn't have Musaf, we also don't uh, do uh, lead services. So basically, whenever there is a Musaf in that day, Rosh Chodesh, the uh, mourner does not lead the services uh, not for Musaf, but also not for Shachris, not for Mincha, for Marib. That entire day, they don't lead services. But of course, Kaddish, they do say. That only applies to leading of the services. Not that it doesn't apply to Kaddish. Why don't they lead the services? Like I said, because it seems like uh, leading services is a, it's a semi-holiday, oh. and it's a little bit of a sadness, and it's not during a, a festival, festive mood. It's, it's not... Like, it's like sitting on a holiday, right? That or a public display of mourning on a holiday, which would sort of be uh, maybe disrespectful to the holiday. Not you don't want to show. So when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, we don't want to be in that mode. So that's why we don't do. And that would apply even to the Mencha um, and and and, and Marif. Now. We add in our prayers, in all prayers. Now, the morning prayer is long, has Musaf, because every time we do the prayers, they correspond to the sacrifice. On Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, they had additional sacrifice. That's why we called it Musaf. Musaf means an additional carbon. We have an additional prayer. 
But in addition to that additional prayer, we also have the Hallel. But then we have what we insert in all of our prayers. Ma'ariv, Shachrit, and Mincha, and also in the benching, in the Berkat HaMazon. We put in the Yale V'yavo. That's a special prayer that says, B'yom Rosh and we ask Hashem to remember us to good for this day and give us success, etc. That's called the Yale V'yavo. That needs to be inserted inside the davening. Take a, maybe, uh, maybe bring, you want to bring us another sitter so we can have a few sitters, maybe another sitter here. Um, if, you, uh, if you look in the sitter, um, it's in each one of the, uh, of the books. Okay, she's bringing the books. If, if you look on page 128, That's inserted right after the Ritzay, before the Vesachazeno. Okay? Just, just so, again, so you realize, if you look at the bottom of page 127 from the Bracha Ritzay, uh, that is actually a, a long Bracha. I mean, it has, uh, it has, it, it ends with the Bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem Hamachzir Shchinosay Litzion. It sounds. It sounds. It sounds. Ritzay. You see. You see. If you look on the bottom page one twenty seven, and that's where the bracha begins, and it ends with Baruch Atah Hashem Hamachzir Shchinosay Litzion on page one twenty eight. We put in. Yalaviyava in there. You see. Alukeno. That's with the dark and alukeno. Alukeno. Say no. Yalaviyava. On page 128. But that's for the Mariv. But the same thing is true in all Shachrit, Mincha. But Musaf, we don't have Yala V'yavi because the whole prayer is built around Rosh Chodesh. So there's no Yala V'yavo in Musaf because the whole prayer is a Rosh Chodesh prayer. But in here, this is the insert that we put in over there. Now, the... Um, People have sometimes a tradition that they don't wait for Mariv till the nighttime. Um, best would be to pray the evening services after the three stars comes out. That would be the best time to do it. But, you know, as with a minion, a lot of times it's hard to first hold people sometimes all the ways from Mincha, which has to be done before sunset to have them wait through all the ways till the stars comes out. So in many shuls, they rely on the more lenient views that allow people to daven mincha, I mean mariv, earlier, after sunset. They consider after sunset already nighttime, although there is no three stars visible yet. It's not Seta Kachavim. Now the question becomes... If you're doing Ma'ariv, if you're doing the evening prayers before the stars are out, so technically one can say, well, it's not Rosh Chodesh yet because Rosh Chodesh is at nighttime. But he says, no, that you still would say Yala V'yavo during the evening prayer. You would say Yala V'yavo in the evening prayer when you daven in the... Uh, 
night when you daven in the in the even though it's not fully nighttime, it's the sunset. And now, what happens is we have on the wall we have a plaque in which whenever there's a change of prayer, we put up Yala Viavo, for example. But how are you going to tell the people, you know, people that come to shul every night, and they do, nobody thinks, oh, today is Rosh Chodesh. How are they going to remember today is Rosh Chodesh? So in some shuls, they have the custom, they all announce, Yale Viavo. Now, it's important, uh, once we start the prayers for Mariv, and the same thing for the other prayers, before we start the Amida, not to say anything, not to talk at all. In some places, in some shuls, they will remind people, the gabai or the rabbi or somebody who will remind the people that today is Rosh Chodesh. And he'll make announcements, he'll say, Yale Yavo. That will tell the people that today is Rosh Chodesh. So then when they do the prayer, they'll remember to insert the Yale Yavo. That's true for Mariv, that's true for Shacharit, or for Mincha, for all the prayers during Rosh Chodesh. They will make an announcement and they will say, and the people will know that they have to put it in but that would be an interruption of saying so that's why in our tradition what you do, I don't know if you ever noticed there's a banging on the table that banging is telling you, what are we banging? remember there's Rosh Chodesh not only for Rosh Chodesh, we remind you other things some other time to say to you, remember to add something to your davening. We're not going to say it, but we are going to remind you by giving a bang on the table. Um, I thought that bang was to be quiet. That's what I thought. Too. Sometimes when you're noisy, but sometimes they bang even when you're not noisy. Um, the, the, um, the thing is also, if you notice, sometimes we announce pages. But the problem is, before Baruch Sha'amar, the section in the davening, you can speak out over there. There's no problem announcing pages. But from Baruch Sha'amar till the end of the Amidah, one cannot really interrupt. Now, the shuls that do do it, they believe that since this is a necessary part of the prayer, it becomes part of the prayer. To announce the page. To anou- uh, the, I was talking about Yalav Yovah. Oh, oh, and the same thing we're announcing the page. Because the people need to know the page, and they can't serve, so it becomes like right. like a service Same part of the service. It's not... Begins on page. Remember to add... Yeah, yeah. It's not a conversation. It's not, yeah, and it's not considered something. But, in the Chabad tradition, it is, um, it is uh, customary to bang. Now, quite frankly, if you are praying together with people that are not familiar with the davening, and if you're not going to bang on the table, if you're just going to bang on the table, they're not going to know what you're talking about while you're banging for. They're going to think it's being quiet, or maybe they think your hands is itchy or something, yeah. or whatever. So the people are not going to get the hint. So then, maybe you should be able to say, but a rabbi who can foretell, see what's up to come, he will tell the congregation before the services that, listen, Right now, you should know that when we're going to come to the uh, point, this is what you're going to have to insert. But that's what we're studying now. So you know that when you do the uh, uh, Amida and they give a bang on the table, we will also...
put up that sign over there. But who looks at the sign? You know what I mean? You're in the middle of doing your own, your own thing. So you don't look at the sign. But that is what the banging means, and that is what the Yalav Yavim means. Sometimes, too, the, the rabbi will say it out loud. Yalav Yavim, oh, just to remind people. Oh. Like you did this morning. Oh. Uh, we were walking around this morning to see where everybody was. Yeah, no, good, yeah, no, right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Absolutely. You'll say it loud yourself. Oh, that's that's yeah. an interesting thing. Um, he's talking about saying it out loud in the Amida. That's also a little problematic. Amida is supposed to be silent. But again, if you see that there's people and it's not something that one should really do, only in the absence of really trying to protect you know everybody else in shul because you know what we'll see soon tomorrow what happens if the minion everybody forgets to say yalav yavu so then they have to do the davening again not by myrif we'll see in a minute but by the other prayers uh, by shachar and Minch. so if they don't they're not saying yalav yavu their prayer doesn't count so you're not even having a minion <laughs> so Sometimes you have no choice, but you have to remind the people what they, what they need to do. And with Masharuch, and people do say it out loud, sometimes to remind people, even though that's not the best of the options, but that's probably better than having everybody forget and not say. So you have to use your judgment call on, in, in a case like that. Rabbi, yes. It gets confusing on page 46, for example, it says during the winter, which is from Shemona Esrei to, sh- to first day of Pesach, we say the winter. Well, let's not talk about that right now because we're not discussing that. We're talking okay. about Yalav We're going to, let's discuss that later because I want to just finish with the Yalav okay. And then we'll talk about, this is a very important question, that's another question, but we'll discuss that afterwards. I just want to keep the focus on the Rosh Chodesh, what we're discussing right now. Okay, so Yalev Yavo that we're saying uh, over here, basically, I'm just going to say to you, basically, the rule is during Mariv, during Arvit, if you forget Yalev Yavo, let's say Rosh Chodesh, you forgot Yalev Yavo, you do not have to repeat the Amide again. If you forget Yalev Yavo, during Shacharit or Mincha, then you have to do it again. Um, the reason is, the reason is, because in the time when they did celebrate Rosh Chodesh the right way by, say right way, but meaning by the, don't mean the right way, but I mean in the way they did it was, it's meant to be done with the Beis Hamikdash and with the court that they had the sighting of the moon, uh, they never made Rosh Chodesh at nighttime because they didn't know, Beisden did not, Beisden had to wait till the daytime. So in essence, in those days, Rosh Chodesh never really began at the nighttime. There's no point in making you do the Amida again and saying you didn't fulfill your obligation because it wasn't Rosh Chodesh really because nobody ever knew they weren't sure because maybe the witness is going to come the next day and therefore that day would not be Rosh Chodesh so therefore on Marif on the evening prayer if you forget (coughs) you do not repeat again you do not do the Amida again and 
we also have to remember there's a little bit more laws. We're just going to do these laws. We're going to continue, Mitzvah But you have to also remember that if you have to do the Amida again, but what happens if you didn't remember um, if you didn't remember that you have to do the Amida again? Let's say you didn't know you daven Shachrit, and especially that's why it's important to daven a minion. So at least you don't have to remember yourself. There's a whole minion there. Presumably the minion is going to remember, is going to know what day it is. But the person who davened by himself, he didn't know his Rosh Chodesh. He davened regular davening, and he didn't know his Rosh Chodesh. He comes later on at work. Uh, somebody mentioned, oh, you know, today's Rosh Chodesh. Oh, he said, I totally forgot it was Rosh Chodesh. And now it's already Mincha time. It's not Mincha. So he has to daven two Minchas. Because the law is, if you forget one prayer, you have to make it up by the next prayer. Only by the next prayer. You can't skip a prayer. But if you didn't daven shacharit, for whatever reason, shouldn't say for whatever reason, if you were negligent and deliberately, then you can't make it up. But if you didn't daven shacharit, say, for example, because of an emergency, you couldn't daven, then you should daven the afternoon services you do twice. Just the Amida you're talking about. The Amida. The same thing is true if you didn't say Yala V'yavo. That is, and we're saying that you have to do it again. That's as if you didn't pray. So if you didn't do the Amida by Shagrit, you would have to do a second prayer. By Mairiv, by the evening prayer, by the evening prayer, we don't have to repeat the Amida again. We don't have to repeat. I told you the reason is because we do not have Rosh Chodesh at night time for the point of having to do it again. Yes, in the beginning, yes, but we're not going to make you repeat. So if you forgot Yalav at night time, and you remember the next morning, we are not going to require you to do two Amidas in the morning because not saying Yalav at night time does not constitute not praying at the Marav. Okay? Now, but I do want to hold your sitter open for one minute because I want to show you, even though I just gave you the blanket rule that if you missed Yalav you would not do it again at night time. So that would be If you started saying Baruch Atah Hashem, what page? on page 128, you say, if you say Baruch Atah Hashem, the minute you mention God's name, you're done. Then, on page 128, right after Yalav Yavi. That's the end of the bracha. All the way to the beginning again. Yeah, what? You go back to the beginning to start. No, so then what you do is, you say, Hamachzir Shechinosi Litzion. Yeah. Over there, yeah. and then you say Yalav right there in between this bracha and the modim. Even though it's supposed to be before. Yeah. So you up till Baruch Hashem, you say Yalav right there where you remember. Okay. Where's the bar? Right here. But the end of the bracha, Baruch Hashem. So. If you, before you said the word Hashem, Baruch Ato, you can still say, And my assumption is that he will 
say again, uh, I would think that you would say, it doesn't say it here clearly, but I would assume that if you remembered when you said Baruch Atah, you go back, you say, and then you, you continue with the Sechazeno, okay. the minute you said Hashem, you can't say, can't go back anymore. So you got to finish the Baruchah, Say it right there. Now, once you start modim, and up till 